Welcome. My name is Doug Simcox. I'm recording today in Taylorsville, Kentucky, and I'm with our co-host, Mr. Sam Swearingen. Sam, where are you today? I am in Clifford, New York. Clifford, New York. Now, Sam and I are riding for the brand, BTC, Beyond the Shoot. You know, riding for the brand, Sam, that was your idea? That's your phrase? Well, it, it's one I copied from a lot of other people. Well, maybe <laughs> the Cowboys. Way back to the Cowboys and John Wayne, right? Well, where it came from with me was uh, Dick Corey. He's an okay. announcer, yep. trick rider. Yep. And... Uh, he said it to me one day, and I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I like so that. stuck with me. Sam and I are riding for the brand, BTC. It is Thursday, October 26, 2023. Today, Sam and I catch up, discuss uh, last week's PBR Teams Championship that was in Las Vegas, and we're going to talk about some upcoming events, uh, finals that are headed our way. Now, uh, for all of our listeners you know, Sam, this is where I usually introduce you. Can you just introduce yourself today? Well, I, I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Sam Swearingen, yeah. and uh, I, I've had a rodeo company for about 35 years and have mentored some young men that have done very well, very proud of every one of them. Um, but uh, we... We have uh, sold a rodeo company, and now I'm putzing around and doing things like this with you, Doug. <laughs> Raising cattle and doing podcasts. <laughs> and and I can't yeah. help but notice you missed a small part of your rodeo career. You, you, you used to ride saddle broncs, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> enjoyed every minute of it. enjoyed every minute of it absolutely and and for our listeners sam uh he's the one who taught me how to ride bronx way back in the day 1990 you know that interview you did of me sam up in uh canada uh yeah. while we were there we're putting that up next week okay oh great yeah yeah so what uh, a good time i like it you you shift to the to the left seat if you will to the driver's seat put me in the right seat and just had a lot of fun speaking of fun we got to uh, we get to hang out with parasite systems we'd like to thank them for their support with our podcast parasite systems you can find them at parasitesystems.com they've got a coupon they've created just for btc it is coupon code btz btc 023 to get 50 percent off your testing and we ought to describe a little bit about what that testing is sam uh did you get the kits that i sent you i do have the kits okay. um haven't used them because i've sold my cattle <laughs> you sold everything you are <laughs> livestock less right well I, I still have just a couple out and a few out in other pasture i haven't brought in yet yeah of uh young cattle until i get the barn rebuilt but most uh 99 from what i usually have is gone is gone okay so, and you saw the yeah. kit fairly straightforward there's a there's an insulated pack there's a a small container looks like a hockey puck about that size there's a freezer pack so when you get this in the mail if you order one of these up you get this in the mail you're going to take a sample from your from your animal let's say you're doing doing a horse take a sample put it in that in that hockey puck plastic container you're going to put that and a freezer pack which is frozen 
put that into this insulated pack, put on the, put on the uh, return uh, address label, send it in to Parasite Systems. They are going to run it through their all-in-one, brand new all-in-one system. They're going to test it. They're going to send you an email back with a picture telling you exactly what you have for an infestation. You would simply take that thing to your vet and they will be able to prescribe exactly what you need for your animal. Let's get ahead of these worms. Let's go hunting with a rifle. Let's know exactly what it is we are <laughs> trying to head off. And uh, Parasite Systems. Anything you want to add to that, Sam? Pretty easy, I think, to do. Well, it seems pretty straightforward. The only thing I want to add is, you know, it's like anything in business. You mm -hmm. don't know what you're wasting yeah, until somebody shows you. You bet. So if Parasite Systems can show you how to save money in the long run, mm -hmm. what a great concept. You bet. You bet. Absolutely. And my daughter, Kathleen, she's got some kits she's going to be sending in. You know, she has got she has got right now four horses over there, Sam, two two yearlings. Um, and word on the street is she just picked up another one from Oklahoma. So um, I said, that's good. You need more land. Always look for more land. <laughs> land is good, land. except for tax time. Exactly. <laughs> land is good. Land is good. Um, and she's going to be sending in. So we're going to get some results between her and you and hopefully some of our listeners. I'd love to hear what some of our listeners are finding when they go through the testing, go to Go to Parasite, S-I-G-H-T, systems.com, and uh, order up your kit. Remember the BTC023, get 50% off. Really interested in getting some data from our listeners, and uh, I, love how, uh, I love how Parasite System simply matches up with what we're doing here. Uh, some new episodes out, Sam. Last week, we dropped two episodes. Uh, we put the third Rockin' Robbie Hodges episode out. And uh, we also put our catch-up one out there. So two episodes. Uh, we are at episode 38. This one's going to be episode 39. Um, so if you haven't had a chance... I'm telling you, Sam, I'm, and I don't know how my podcast, our podcasts get up to all these places, but they are on Amazon Music. We are on Google Podcasts. We are, of course, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube. So we are all over there. I'm, you know, and, and of course, we have, we have uh, Beyond the Shoots, C H U T E S dot show where you can go find our episodes this weekend was busy for both of us we had not only the P pbr team events but i actually flew to austin texas for the weekend and attended the f1 race out there gotta tell you i love austin beautiful track we had great weather hung out with a bunch of great folks um, eric of parasite systems was there he kind of arranged the whole thing we had terrence we had uh, uh brian we just had we had a bunch of folks out there had a lot of fun had great seats and watched a lot of really really good racing and uh circuit of the americas called coda Circuit of the Americas, about a half hour south, Sam, of uh, south and east of, of Austin. Beautiful country. Beautiful, Beautiful country. country. Absolutely. Yeah. 
beautiful track. They do a really, really nice job there. Um, and then, um, as I've talked before, here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be headed to Barber Motorsports Park down there in Birmingham, Alabama. I love, I love Barber. Uh, what a beautiful track. It almost looks like a golf course. They take such great care. They got sculptures all over the place. Uh, but we got a final event coming up for that. We got some brand new suspension. We got new power upgrade. Picked up a little more horsepower. And uh, really looking forward to, to that run. About six hours. I'll take the motor home. And um, they let us stay right at the track. So it's really really a nice a nice weekend to hang out down there and i'm guessing the weather shouldn't be so bad down there sam um mid-november in birmingham alabama i'll tell you what alabama is one of my favorite states in the world Mm. i just enjoy it so much and the weather is usually really good you know Mm -hmm. and it uh i yeah i have some friends down there, and uh, it, it is one of my favorite places to be. Bet. Well, you got to come see this track, Sam. You know, and we talk about it every time. We got to get you back in a car. Really, I'd love to get you in the left-hand seat, in the driver's seat, <laughs> and we'll put you in the Celican. Yeah. It's just, you know, you 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 race road uh, go karts, right? Well, not really. You know what I mean. You've driven. <laughs> I drive them around. And yeah, smash them up when we we're kids. You know. We, yeah, but usually you- we. We run it till it breaks and didn't know how to fix it. So. <laughs> but when we went to Benton, we always went and ran that goat cart. Oh, yeah. That was big fun. Uh, you yeah. know what this is like exactly like that when you drive the Celica. Anyway, had a listener question. Dara out of Olathe, Kansas calls in, or, or I should say texts me. And he, and, um, he asked what... You know, we use a lot of jargon on this show, right? We're rodeo folks. You've been a you've been involved in rodeo. I don't know, forty five years, fifty years, sixty years. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but he asked a question, and and it just reminds us we need to slow down a little bit and be a little bit more descriptive, maybe. But he asks, "What is a rank bull?" Okay. And and yesterday I had a I had a meeting in town met with a uh, very nice young lady by the name of Jennifer, and she really enjoys listening to our podcast. Although she doesn't, she says, I don't always know what you're talking about, but she just enjoys, you know, the conversations and that sort of thing. So this reminds me every so often, Sam, we got to, we, we use a lot of words and, and uh, maybe we need to slow down and challenge each other and say, wait, what, a, what, what, what did you just say? What is a rank bull for our listeners, Sam? Well, uh, rank bull is usually one that mark very high, you know, mm-hmm. 45 or higher, uh, out of a possible 50. See, now I slowed down and uh, mm-hmm. thought about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, Bulls are marked one to twenty-five from each judge, and there's two judges, and basically. Two judges, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's more than that, and then they divide, mm-hmm. divide it up to get a possible fifty score. Mm-hmm. Um, they're marked one to twenty-five from each judge, so a possible high score of fifty. Mm-hmm. And the rider is marked one to twenty-five from each judge with a possible score of fifty. Mm-hmm. So the best score you could ever come up with would be a hundred. Okay. And that's never been reached in the PBR. Right. right. Um, it, it, it was done in the PRCA 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or so. Mm-hmm. 
And when you watch that ride, it was a very good ride, but now it would be about a 80 point ride in the PBR. Really? You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That much it, of a it difference. Was no, yeah. yeah. I'm not putting anything down. It's just, it was just a good bowl and a mm -hmm. good ride. You know, mm -hmm. it, in that day, it was outstanding bowl and outstanding rides, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, a rank bowl, getting back to your question. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rank bowl. Um, uh, and they can mean hard to ride. Okay. Um, okay. Normally in the rodeo world, they pay you when it's easy. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, and not saying it's easy, but one that jumps out and turns back and just is right there and you can ride them all day. Uh, a rank bull can also be one that just scatters out through there, leaps in the air and turns this way and turns that way and, mm -hmm. you know, makes it very difficult to stay on. Mm hmm. When it turns back and moves forward all the time, it's a lot harder to ride. What does that mean, so, moving forward? I've, I've heard this before, moving moving ahead when they buck or moving forward when they buck. Yeah. Um, if they spin in a little tight circle and just kind of stay there, mm -hmm. it, it's a lot easier. If they, as they're spinning, if they're leaping way forward, it tends to rock you back on your pockets so to say mm -hmm. uh, pockets of your pants mm -hmm. and then when they they turn now you're back and it's hard to get in position to make that corner i see so and that's probably what bucks off 70 percent of the riders through the years they get back behind them mm -hmm. uh get beat out of the shoot so they're behind to start with it, it just uh it, it is the hardest position to recover from because your arm gets straight and you're strung out and then when they move it just kind of catapults you out of there yeah so when you when you talk about uh getting beat out of the chute so the cowboy's sitting in the chute gate in the chute i should say got his hand in the rope uh may have his may have his arm up on the on the back of the chute or the chute gate whatever it may be and he nods his head and that gate opens what's it mean to get beat out of the chute. If you aren't in time with the bull as he leaves mm -hmm. and forward, mm -hmm. you're already behind. I see. So your arm gets straight right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And these bulls are unforgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't say, hey, come on, you're late, get up here. <laughs> Catch uh, up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. You're, you're on your pockets and your arms straight. That's when you're beat out of the chute. Okay. 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 And and another term we hear sometimes, that bull is trashy. What does that mean? Uh, that means he's, usually means he's going from side to side as he's going down the arena. Mm -hmm. Not doing anything consistent where you can try to ride him. Mm -hmm. Think what he's going to do next. Mm -hmm. Um and that's the thing about bull riding. You, you can't think about what they're going to do. If you do, it's too late. Mm -hmm. uh, you just have to react. So to try to stay in the middle of one of those bulls going from side to side as it goes down the arena or turns back and spins and then jumps out of it and goes the other way and then jumps out of it again, you know, mm -hmm. that that's what they would consider a trashy bull buying. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And and um, hop, skip, walk on their front end. We've heard those terms, too. Some of the commentators will talk about. Yeah. And, and that's all about the timing mm-hmm. of the bull. Mm-hmm. That if they hop and skip, that means they'll hop on their front end and, and walk a couple steps and then kick. Mm-hmm. So it's the rhythm is not there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to stay in time with, with that bull because they're not they're bouncing on their front end and twice they might jump a little bit and then do it again and then kick. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 that's what the hop skip means. And there again, the timing's off because now you're right in the middle of things. Mm-hmm. Get getting a kick because it won't, won't <laughs> okay. two, two little bounces. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All about timing then. All right. Very good. Well, thank you to our listeners. Um, do send in your questions. We are we are always interested in slowing down and making sure that we're describing the, this uh, this world of rodeo and bull riding correctly. Um, I love Sam that we got we got folks listening that don't know a ton about bull riding or a ton about rodeo, um, and I think we have a responsibility to to help educate. Well, and that's that's kind of what this is about. Yeah, uh, we're trying to build new fans and educate them the best we can you bet how good we're doing i don't know but hopefully they'll (laughs) keep asking the questions so we can keep learning and what what to say to answer them you bet you bet absolutely well said well said all right moving on how is dalen riding the hand shoulder groin general physical condition uh when i talked to him after he rode out there Friday, mm-hmm. um, he said he felt good. He said his shoulders a little sore, but not bad. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he is going to Canada this weekend to ride. At oh, he is Canadian PBR. Okay, so, uh, okay. And he said he might even enter some rodeos when he comes back. Depends how he feels when he gets back from there. And okay, he hasn't gone to rodeos since diane a couple of years ago you bet so you bet no that'd be uh, great that was encouraging that he's feeling good enough to do you know keep getting on you bet you bet well that is encouraging well good good keep us informed and and uh, opens up the weekend great um in in his first game uh 88 and three quarters points sam um just a just a neat ride and not quite enough when it all got done. They did lose then. I'm going to shift a little bit to our bracket. We had Carolina beating Arizona in that first game. Um, and before I do that, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, of course, this was last Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Vegas. And um, you you set up a lot of your bracket or some of your bracket around the fact that we thought Kaiki Pacheco and Mason Taylor, who had been out with injuries for Nashville, were actually coming back. I was surprised to see that they did not compete this weekend, Sam. Yeah, that was the information I had. They were going to be riding there. And probably if they weren't 100%, why do it? Uh, it, it, it kind of makes sense, you know, why come back if you're not, if you're just going to re-injure something, but, uh, we, we had the information that they would be riding and no excuses. Uh, 
I picked wrong. I picked bad. <laughs> well, well, but yeah, is what it is. Yeah, and and really, if you come down to it, I'm I'm looking at your bracket. You said uh, Texas Rattlers were going to beat the Missouri Thunder, and they did. They did. Texas Rattler wins their first game. Then was Oklahoma and Nashville. And you said that Nashville would beat Oklahoma. And I'm looking at the bracket. And, of course, Oklahoma beats Nashville. But you realize by one half of a point, each team rode three bulls. You got to wonder if Kaiki Pacheco, if Mason Taylor was there, how that changes up just a little bit. Yeah, um, if, 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 but mm-hmm. yes, um, mm-hmm. I, I really thought Nashville would kind of be a figure in the equation because if they were back, it would lift their team, if nothing else. Right, but, right. And they went and rode three bowls without them, so that's pretty good. But a half a point, um, you know, it's a toss-up. So. Yeah, bad. You bet. And and one other one other name that I've not put on the list that just came to mind is uh, for Nashville is Chase Outlaw. Chase Outlaw and also Jess Lockwood. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, we knew those two weren't going to be riding. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they they still bring a lot of respect you to bet. their teammates and you bet. I think gives them some effort in what they're doing. Yeah. And then in the final game of the night in regular season or regular competition, if you will, before we get into the last chance, uh, Arizona against Carolina Cowboys. You, of course, said Carolina Cowboys should win that. Uh, Arizona Ridge Riders win with four rides. Average on those four rides is 86 points. Carolina Cowboys ride three rides, an average of 88 and a half points talk a little bit about that game sam the ridge riders and the carolina cowboys carolina of course we on paper were stacked to do whatever and uh, win go all the way to the top but it didn't happen mm-hmm. and there they would have beat every there was only two teams that rode four bulls mm-hmm. the whole weekend mm-hmm. so they would have beat everybody else but that one game mm-hmm. so uh it just just didn't happen for them mm-hmm. and um, and matchups we talk matchups we talk injuries what what would you say um was the and if i'm not remembering correctly josh frost was 7.2 on the watch i believe on his bull that night so eight tenths of a second from get, getting a score and you know it, it's a snap of the fingers but yeah, yeah. uh he didn't get there mm-hmm. and he probably should have you know mm-hmm. that bull got a little long at the end and got his arms stretched out and you know threw him off mm-hmm. but uh they tried i mean it wasn't no lack of effort and mm-hmm. if if he had rode that bull they had won but uh mm-hmm. if just what it was. You bet. You <laughs> they bet. got beat. You, you know, bet. they got beat by a, a good team that after they beat them, I thought would go very far, and and they did. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but they were 
Good game. And then that set up the last chance game on Friday night, put Missouri Thunder in there. Their number eight seed coming in. Nashville Stampede, number seven. And Carolina Cowboys, number six. And Missouri Thunder pulls it out. They make two rides to Nashville's one ride and Carolina's one ride. Um, and Josh Frost scores 89 points on the, on the bowl there. Talk a little bit about that playoff. I know Dalen, there were two re-rides in that, in that game. Yeah, the Carolina Cowboys got two re-rides. One was uh, Cooper Davis, which he did not get on his re-ride. He, they had somebody else get on the bowl. Mm-hmm. And Dalen's, which he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, neither one of them got the job done. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, if either one of them would have wrote their boat, they'd, they'd have got in there. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh was the only one this time to ride, and he didn't make it in the first round. So it, uh, it the cards didn't fall their way, you know. Mm-hmm. And, went to the casino and they had 20 and the dealer had 21. You bet. You bet. You bet. And, and Dalen got a re-ride. It looked like he a little bit of banged up on that first bull. Yeah. What happened? The bull turned back pretty quick and Dalen rode him around the corner real good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, about the third jump, the bull hit his head into the buck and shoot, which in return slammed Dalen's head into the buck and shoot. And it did. He was bleeding from the mouth or the, the face there a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, he went, you could see him going over, and I, I thought, don't do it, Dylan, don't do it. Yeah. You don't need to. Meaning but, don't yeah. don't get back on is what you're thinking in that moment. Right. Okay. You know, and the, the turnaround is so quick. I didn't know how his head was clear because mm-hmm. he's had so many concussions that it doesn't take much to mm-hmm. make him a little off. So it, uh, but I knew when I watched him, you know, kind of walk back there and as he walked, you could see him getting better and better out of the things were coming more into focus. And okay. Said, oh, okay. He's going to get on it. Okay. 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 He got bucked off pretty quick. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, the bull turned back to the right and beat him around the corner. Yeah. And, and it, and what that means is for our listeners, uh, Dalen's a left-hand rider. Uh, the bull, it what was to uh, left the chute to the left, so into Dalen's hand. We've talked about how uh, better odds if we can get a bull to buck into most most of the cowboys' hands. And what was it? Second jump, third jump. The bull stopped and went to the right. Yeah, the bull went out there about two, mm-hmm. and I and really didn't make a big move to the left. I thought, okay, go to the left, go to the mm-hmm. left, and then mm-hmm. he just went to the right, and Dale okay. didn't go with him. Okay. He, he okay. just uh, didn't, didn't go with the bull, and that was, it was over. Yeah, now, one other thing for our, for our listeners, sometimes uh, they'll talk about how the bull can feel you out of position. 
or in position or whatever the case may be. And they can, I guess they're smart enough to say, okay, we're going to mix this up a little bit. I feel you a little bit to the inside of the spin, let's say. I'm just going to reverse directions. You think that's possible that these bulls think like that? No, I don't think it's possible. I know it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no doubt in my mind. Okay. And, it, it, and bulls and horses are more so. Mm-hmm. If they feel you hanging off the side, you can watch them in the buck. They'll just jump sideways a long ways if they feel you hanging over there. Mm-hmm. And bulls will do the same thing. If, they're, if they feel you getting ready to catch that turn back to, into their hand, mm-hmm. they if you're hanging that way where if they do it, they'll pick you up and put you in the middle, mm-hmm. they'll just scoot the other way. Okay. Now, in Dalen's case, he was, it didn't look like he was out of position. Mm-hmm. He was kind of sitting right in the middle. Yeah. But whether he was expecting the bull to go the other way, and like I said, you can't think. You have to react. So yeah. if he thought, oh, man, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's all it takes. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now this brings up another question, uh, around rewrites right now. The current rule says you have to declare which rider is going to do the rewrite first. Do you want to rewrite? Are you going to, you know, in this case, uh, he got bucked off or he came off before the whistle. So there were no points awarded. So if there are points, I have a choice, 65 points, whatever. I have a choice. Do I take the rewrite or do I take the score? And the team uh, uh, manager makes that decision. The coach makes that decision. But if a rewrite is offered and we say, okay, yes, we are going to take a rewrite, the team coach has to declare who's getting on before they know the bull that they're getting on. Okay. Right. And, and yeah, go ahead and talk about that. And the, this team is set up to match the contestants to the bulls. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. Uh, with a rewrite and getting back to basic, a rewrite is simply getting a do over, a mulligan, mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. bull didn't perform right or be went down or there there's different reasons to get a rewrite but once that is given in this team concept you have to pick who's getting on the bull and this is something that was brought up to me last night talking with mark richmond is i said well they don't know what what bull they're getting on he said oh they kind of knew they're out there in the back pens they they can see what they are i said but that doesn't you know, it can be any one of those five bulls. In five bulls. So you don't okay. know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, well, they'll be in separate pens because they don't house them right. together. Cause right. They, they fight. But um, so it can be any one of those bulls. And you uh, you don't know what, what it is. And with this team concept, you can match the riders up to the bulls. Mm-hmm. And I I think in my mind why they don't allow that in the rewrite scenario mm-hmm. is because it would take too much time. Mm-hmm. Oh, what guy, what bull is it? Okay, this guy might, you know. And in my mind, if you just took that, okay, you got 30 seconds to put a rider on, 
the bull mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you have. This is the bull you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who you bull put number twenty three? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild Willie. Yeah. Um, and you you know what direction it goes because you'd have the homework done ahead of time, mm-hmm. and that's the one you got. Who you going to put on them? You got thirty seconds to tell me, mm-hmm. and then it it would help the teams that get rerides okay. and the rerides are set up to win on mm-hmm. um, so that they don't give another rewrite. Right. So you pretty much count on the bulls and the rewrite pen. Yep. But I think it would be, make it more fair and team concept. You said, okay, here it is. You got 30 seconds to give me a name. This is your bull. You got 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Now. Go. Okay. 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 <laughs> And that does make sense. So um, hopefully for all the PBR officials that are listening, the board of directors, whatever it might be, our recommendation is make sure that uh, let's let's change that rule so the, uh, the teams know what is the first re-ride, second re-ride, et cetera, so they can make good, intelligent decisions. And to your point, Sam, they're drawing five bulls for the team to start and the coach gets to determine who goes on what. So it really does keep with that theory, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's the difference, you know. All right, let's take a look at round two, which was Saturday night in Las Vegas. Um, We had the Austin Gamblers, uh, number one seed. Remember, they did not have to play. The number one, the number two seeds do not have to play games on Friday. So they've they've been sitting back and watching. And the Austin Gambler, uh, Austin Gamblers rather, and the Missouri Thunder, and they both make two rides. Both teams make two rides. Uh, however, um, the Austin Gamblers win 177 and three quarters to 174 and three quarters. So three points difference, they advance. Anything you want to say about that game, uh, Sam? Of course, Jose Bitorlemi. Um, comes comes back strong. Anything that anything that stood out for you on this game, Sam? Austin Gamblers and Missouri and Missouri Thunder. Yeah, it's, uh, the thing that surprised me was uh, Dalton Castle did not ride his bull. He he looked very sore, and I thought they would have a good matchup for him because Dalton really rides outstanding and if they can get that down then they got a you bet. much better chance to win you bet uh, they got jose at the end if they match dalton up with one that he'll ride uh their chances go up immensely that mm-hmm. the team will win you bet you bet but uh he bucked off both his bulls and looked very sore to me mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if he is mm-hmm. but just looked mm-hmm. sore mm-hmm. okay yeah. So Austin Gantler takes that win, puts them into the semifinals for Sunday. Missouri Thunder, the number eight seed, loses, puts them into the last chance game on Saturday night. Next game, Kansas City Outlaw, again, our number two seed. They didn't ride on Saturday night, or Friday night, excuse me. And they go up against the Arizona Ridge Riders, the team that beat Carolina on Friday night. And the outcome, Sam, we thought, we thought that Kansas, actually, we thought Carolina Cowboys would come in against the Kansas City Outlaws. However, Arizona comes in and they win. They beat the number two seed. 
with 160 points on two rides, and the Kansas City Outlaw Sam makes one ride, 86 and three quarters points. Yeah, that didn't surprise me um, very much. Mm-hmm. Kansas City looked really good when they're good. Mm-hmm. You know, when the matches up work, Kansas City has been outstanding. Uh, but that the Ridge Riders were really kind of stacked this time. And after beating Carolina, I think their hearts was in at four rides to beat Carolina out of five. Mm-hmm. That's almost perfection. Mm-hmm. And I think moving on, they had everything swinging their way. They were ready to go and move to win. You bet. You bet. Cassio Diaz did not disappoint, comes out, and he makes the one ride for the Kansas City Outlaws, but uh, only one ride against two. So that puts uh, Kansas City into the loser's bracket, into that last chance game on Saturday night, and Arizona Ridge Rider is going to advance to the semifinals on uh, on Sunday. Um, so uh, Texas Rattlers, Sam, you've talked a lot about this team. You like the Texas Rattlers. Number three, they go against number four, Oklahoma, and they beat – uh, Texas Rattlers win 170 points to 87. Texas Rattlers had two rides. Oklahoma Freedom had one. Yeah, so and the Texas Rattlers I thought would ride another bull, and Oklahoma was struggling. Mm-hmm. They rode pretty good the first, but they they really started to struggle after that. Mm-hmm. You could see it. Matchup soreness. What do you? What do you? Just momentum. What are you thinking? Well, I think the biggest thing is Texas knows the Bulls as well as anybody. That's been his job. Okay. For twenty years in the PBR. I don't know. I'm just throwing the number yeah. out there, and he knows the matches up to make it the best. And this. This is a huge part of what we do. That's why I'd like the rewrites to at least know so you can match it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. this, this, that, that's huge. And they, they've got try, they got hurt, and they got the coach that knows the Bulls better than anybody. So you're talking about Cody Lambert, a uh, gentleman you've known for a number of years. And, and when you say he knows the Bulls and 20 years of doing it, what, what does that mean exactly, Sam, for our listeners? Okay. Well, that's a good point. So <laughs> uh, getting back to thinking that people know what we're talking about, he, he was the livestock commissioner which picked the Bulls to go to all the PBR events. Mm-hmm. So he picked the Bulls to go to Madison Square Gardens. He picked the Bulls to go to the PBR Finals. Uh, so he he would look at Bulls and study them for all this time because that was his job. Mm-hmm. What, what are the best Bulls to take to these places? You know, uh, Madison Square Gardens, a little different, harder to get Bulls to because of the location and the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got to look at all the bulls from across the country and not just got to look at them, but studied them to say, okay, going there. So if somebody said a name of the bull, he, he knew 
what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no surprises. Right. So, and I think that that's a the probably the biggest part of the team's event is matching up correctly. You bet. You bet. Okay, excellent. So, thank you for that. Um, uh, the last chance game then on Saturday night, the three the three losers that that uh, came forward. And I don't, yeah, what they call the last chance game. Uh, that put the number two Kansas City Outlaws uh, and the Oklahoma Freedom number four and Missouri Thunder. For the second night in a row, they're in this last chance game. And son of a gun, Sam, all three teams make two rides, and the Missouri Thunder wins out with 180 points. So two, and that was one of the questions on one of our predictions, was would there be two teams who fight back through both last chance games? And the answer was yes. Missouri Thunder comes up. That puts them into... That puts them into, at this point, into the semifinals on Sunday. We'll talk about that in a minute. Talk a little bit about that last chance game. That, that was an outstanding game to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it had you very excited because you didn't know who was going to win. And uh, Missouri, those kids, Mastin is... Mm-hmm. Was on fire, rode outstanding, mm-hmm. you know, 90 points, and somebody else made a 90-point bull ride. So it it was just really good watching. You bet, you bet. And and just to just to kind of tie back now to your to your um, predictions, we said Nashville would be in that last chance. They got eliminated before that. Kansas City Outlaws, we had said, yes, they're going to be in this loser's bracket, and uh, we would have them, you would have them winning out. Uh, but as it turns out, Missouri Thunder rolls through two last chance games. And at this point, Missouri Thunder is ridden now in four games, Sam. At the end of Saturday Miss, night, Missouri was the shock of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they they there have been a lot of games all year that they did not ride a bull, mm-hmm. and here the guys stepped up and kept trying and trying and did did very well. But they're now they've gone through four games to get to. The the big game was number five. Mm-hmm. I guess every game's a big game because you you when you're in the last chance bracket, you're either win or you're done. So, right, right. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. So moving on to Sunday, game number nine, semifinals. We had the Austin Gamblers number one. They had lot or they had one coming in number one seed, and against the the four time or four game team, uh, number eight seeded Missouri Thunder. Um, Austin Gamblers make three rides, and the Missouri Thunder makes two rides. Thoughts on that game? Yeah, I I I wouldn't have gave Missouri a chance, but they really put their heart into it and did very well. Uh, really tried, and Austin had a couple guys step up really good. Uh, had an awful nice pen of bulls, I thought, mm-hmm. for their team. Mm-hmm. They were set up to win, and 
they d- took advantage of it and moved on. Yep. Yep. So that puts Austin Gamblers into the championship game. That sends Missouri Thunder to the third place game later in the day. Next semifinal game, we've got the number three Texas Rattlers. Cody Lambert coached. Uh, he's up against the number five Arizona Ridge Riders. And the Texas Rattlers win out again in the semifinals, which is going to advance them to the championship game. Two rides by the Texas Rattlers. Arizona Ridge Riders, zero rides. That really surprised me. Mm-hmm. I I was very surprised. The way they were really riding rode four in their first game. I thought that they had a great chance to win this, and they just couldn't put it together. Whether they didn't match up right or what, um, it just they just didn't do it. Yeah. You know, they're back against the wall, and they did not ride a bull, and that really surprised me. You bet. You bet. So that puts uh, Texas Rattlers into the final championship game. They're going to match up against the number one seed, Austin Gamblers. And that puts Arizona Ridge Riders against the Missouri Thunder in the third place game. Um, And Sam, Arizona answers the call. They make four rides to your point. They make four rides in that in that third place game. Missouri Thunder doesn't get a ride. You know, a little too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They make their four rides like they and they're the only team that made four rides all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it in the first game and they did it in the last game. Uh, just don't know why they stubbed their toe so bad in the semifinals. So that's what it is. Uh, It's not easy. Mm -hmm. It just, and it's about the matchups, you know? Yeah. It is all about the Mm matchups. And that's, you know, we talk about the matchups, but that's still about luck of the draw, right? Well, Yes, because uh, <laughs> the pen of, of five the draw per pen, <laughs> right, 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 to the pen, right, and uh, so it, it 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 takes some of the luck of the draw because there's got to be some of those five in there that you're going to ride, right? You now something, right? There should be, right? Uh, but uh, it didn't go their way. And yeah, and for our it, listeners, it when, we, when we talk about draw, Sam. Um, there's, there's all these bulls that are put into the draw and the bulls are drawn at random, right? Um, blind, blindfolded, if you will, they're drawn at random and, and they say, okay, Sam, you're the coach of this team. Here are your five bulls that have been drawn at random from you out of this pen of 40 or whatever it might be 50. You then sit down, pull your pencil out, start to match these bulls up against uh, what you know of the bull. Cody Lambert, as you said, is the master when it comes to this. This bull does this. He does this. He might be trashy. He might be rank. He might be left. He might be right. And you match it up with your riders. And and we saw a lot of riders coming in and, and leaving, meaning um, certain riders would come in and maybe only ride one game, uh, and then somebody else comes in for a, the following game. So there was some, I don't know if I'd call it substitution, but the, there wasn't just a set starting lineup, Sam. 
And Texas did that better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Just because your guy is good, um, you don't put him on there if he's better than the other rider mm-hmm. and the bull doesn't fit him. That's what Texas did. You know, I think they used more people than probably any other team. I think they used eight eight guys got on bulls out of the five. So three three different bulls, they didn't like the matchup and they stuck three different guys in there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they did a they did they did the best job of that because they won the championship. Yeah. So Texas Rattlers makes four rides in the in the championship game, the final game of the weekend. Uh, so the number three seed Texas Rattlers beat the Austin Gamblers four rides to three rides. Yes. And uh, that didn't surprise me mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when Dalton did not ride to his ability like he was sore or something. Mm-hmm. I I didn't give them a big chance. But in the same token, the, the other guys did step up to the plate and when you ride three bulls you usually win Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it just texas did their job and did it very well the whole way through they really texas was on on a mission Mm -hmm. and they got it done put their head down and away they go so tying back to some predictions there were 12 games we did the math there were 130 rides total not counting re-rides 130 total rides and i said okay sam before we go in we did this last thursday how many 90 point plus rides do you think will be on the weekend and you thought there would be nine i challenged you i thought that was maybe a bit low i have to admit it i would have went for the over on that however there were actually four rides uh two 90 point rides one 90.5 point ride and a 92 and a half point ride sam yeah it uh it was less than i thought it would be and i think i thought they were marking a little low maybe it's because of what i predicted but uh it, i just thought there'd be 90 more of them mm-hmm. and they there was some outstanding rides. I mean, I thought this event all in all done was great watching great for the spectators. Good. Good. And we talked a little bit about, um, you know, not having a set starting lineup and the 92 and a half point ride, Sam came from Wingston Henrique da Silva, um, in game eight and he hadn't gotten on, Prior to that, that was the only ride he made for the weekend. He goes 92 and a half points. Um, and I just want to point out there were seven 89 point rides, one 89 and a half. Come on, a half a point and one 89 and three quarters points. It is crazy how many 89 point rides I had. It's like, oh, you can't bump it up a little to help my prediction here. What's going on? Right. But uh, <laughs> uh, it just seemed like they were afraid to get over that threshold. Yep. And, yep. It, and that, as long as they're consistent, it's okay. You bet. You, know, you bet. It's all right. And you saw consistency? Yeah, I thought it was 
pretty well judged, you know. Of course, there's always something you could say that was wrong, but I thought it was pretty well judged through and through. And Wingson's 92.5 points was truly the ride of the weekend per what you watched. Yeah, that bull really bucked really, really strong, and he wasn't super hard to ride. Usually he is. That bull usually does something to get you off his back no matter what, but uh, he was a little more rider-friendly, really got in the air, I mean, way in the air, and that, that gives you time to get back to your spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he made an outstanding ride. I, I yeah, I thought 92 might even been a little light. He could really? 93, 94 all day long. Okay. That was an okay. outstanding bull ride. Okay. And the only ride and the only game he even, you know, the only ride he even attempted. So so that says a lot about how these coaches are thinking about these games and these matchups. And they'll go, you know, they'll go pretty deep, it sounds like, or they'll move around their their lineup, I should say. Um, how many games I asked will be one with the perfect ride. So five for five on a team and you said none and you were correct. Uh, no one, no one went five for five in a particular game. However, there were three games that were won with four rides. You talk about three being the man, if I can win three games, odds are I'm going to advance pretty, pretty deep into the, into the, into the tournament. There were three games that were won with four rides, Sam, pretty, pretty, a lot of consistency there. Yeah. They, they rode a lot of bulls this weekend. All in all, Mm -hmm. they rode a lot of bulls Mm -hmm. and uh, it was, it was really good watching when one team rides three and the other one rides four to win the championship. Mm-hmm. That's great. You, you bet. Know, that's that's just amazing for the spectators. You bet. You bet. Yeah. Um, and then I asked, how many games would we won with one ride for a team? And remember, it could be I, I make one ride, it's 89 points. You make one ride, it's 88 points. Still, that's what I was looking for, and you said none, and you were absolutely correct. However, there were four games. They all lost, but there were four games that had one ride, and there were two games that had zero rides. And we saw that with Arizona in in, uh, in, in the game that mattered there. Yeah. And then they turn around and ride four the <laughs> next game. Right, four. So. <laughs> they made history on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we talked a little bit about. Uh, I raised the question. I don't even know where it came from. I guess just looking at at the at the structure, and I asked, would anybody have to ride through both last chance qualifiers? You said no. And son of a gun, Missouri Thunder won both Friday and Saturday last chance qualifiers. They made. Six games total for the weekend, Sam. Yeah, that's a lot of riding on these bulls. You know, that's three. Uh, you're getting on three bulls, a, two bulls a day. Yep. And uh, if if you don't change the lineup, and that's a lot of a lot of riding on these these bulls that really are the best in the world. Yep. Uh, yep. Very very tough. You bet.
And then uh, for your finals MVP prediction, Sam, you said Dalen, of course. He starts it out great, 88 and three quarters points. He's on his way, does what he needs to do in that first game. However, uh, Joao Ricardo Vieira for the Texas Rattler goes four for four, Sam. 351 points total gives him an average of about 88 points per ride, which is a pretty big number. Um, what did you think of Joao's uh, uh, performance for the weekend? An 88-point average is an outstanding job on four bulls, just outstanding. And I think goes back to Cody Lambert knowing the bulls better than anybody. And when, when he puts Joel JRV on one, you almost know he's going to ride him because that sets up the whole mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is okay. We get this one guaranteed, nothing's guaranteed, but. 90% chance he's going to ride this bull that puts us on a roll and gets us started the right direction. Mm -hmm. And he rode everyone. Absolutely. You know? And then, and then number two, Sam, uh, we had Philip Furlan with 348 Missouri thunder. He goes four for five. And remember they had, they had a shot at six of them, but he, he, he gets on five bulls during the weekend. He rides four of them. He's places second. Cade Madsen, young man, you want to talk a little bit about, he goes third in the points, uh, uh, MVP with three, uh, three forty six, and rides for the Missouri Thunder. Also goes four by six. Sam, he got on every single bull that you could possibly get on. Six bulls that weekend. Rides four of them. What do you think, of Kate? Okay, oh, it's just an outstanding young man. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. When uh, I met him and his brother, I uh, took some horses to a rodeo for cord mccoy uh, last year mm. and they were both there um they weren't even entered but they were getting on because cord needed some help and uh in the bull ride and just got to meet him and talk to him out back and just really good young men both mm. gentlemen just just what you want as a parent and to the next step uh Cade is now going on a mission trip for the next two years, I believe. Really? He is leaving. To, he's putting everything behind him that he has worked his whole life for oh, wow. to go out to do something for the Lord. And oh, wow. That, that, that just says so much of what kind of people there is in this industry. You bet. You, know. you bet. Well, excellent. That's, that's great to hear. And thank you for sharing that, Sam. Um. Wow. Okay. Um. And then fourth place was Jose Vitor Lemmy. He rides three for three, and averages eighty nine points per ride. Sam, a little over eighty nine points. He goes three for three. He rode all that he could ride because of the one game seed. Did the one game buy cost him? More than likely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. 
nobody ought to know because they didn't have it, but more than likely it did. Mm-hmm. And that is another issue I have with the, you know, and they're not giving money out for the MVP, so I guess it doesn't matter that much, but mm-hmm. they probably will in time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and make a big deal of it as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you're almost going to have to look at uh, your best score on three. Best score on three? Two. Is that what you do? Eliminate one? Well, yeah. Who knows what the next year's concept will be with mm-hmm. more teams coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard Florida was going to have one, but that's just a rumor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows what the concept will be. But as it goes right now, if you're going to be the MVP, the one with more chances, which would have been yep. Missouri. Yep. Uh, yep have a way more chance to win mm-hmm. and to make it legit you know you take your say you get six rides well you take your best on three you got best three chances three. to better your score yep but uh, yep. i think that kind of levels the playing field yep yep yeah and joao was was named the mvp sam of the finals so i'm there's uh, there's some interesting conversations to be had here. And when you have a conversation with the PBR board, I know you're talking with them or talking about talking with them. I guess really I'm the one talking about you talking with them about getting the team in, in New York, right? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm the one that's making all that noise as if it could be could be true. Um, but when you have a conversation with the PBR board, please bring this up. Okay. Okay. And talking about JRV. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am kind of curious to see where he goes now mm-hmm. because he's always been the bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's never won the world. Mm-hmm. He's been second as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. He, he has never cracked where he won the average at the PBR finals. You know, he's always right there knocking the door mm-hmm. and nobody's opened it. Mm hmm. And now he kind of had it open. Okay. To see where that takes him mentally. I'm curious. Okay. I'm curious. So put your coaching hat on, your team coaching hat, and he rides for you. Okay. You're you're the coach. What, uh, or whatever team you want to pick, put whatever in your mind you want to put as your your guys, um, what would you advise your team to do as they enter the individual season, which is going to open up here in a few weeks? I would advise him mm-hmm. to forget about getting the bulls picked for you. Okay, you did, you rode your bulls. Mm-hmm. Just because we picked them, which is huge, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but mm-hmm. now you have to block that out of your mind because you're not picking them. Mm-hmm. All right. Do the same thing you did when we picked them for you. Mm-hmm. You just have to move forward because mm-hmm. don't let that be a mental block to what you're doing because it's very easy to say, oh, man, now mm-hmm. we didn't, I, I can't get on what I want, you know, and just, just go and do your job because what we did helped mm-hmm. learn from it mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. You bet. Yeah. 
keep moving forward. Absolutely. So let's let's step back about thirty thousand feet. Um, we taught we touched a little bit on the tournament structure. You know, possibility of Florida coming in. We talk about the first and second team having seeds and getting them uh, uh, buys on the first two games. So just looking at it, um, and I got to throw in, Sam, it's, it's, and you brought this up last time, it's an entertainment event and it's a sporting event, okay? So from the crowds and entertainment and from those that are, that are hardline sporting events, any tournament structure, any recommended changes you would make after watching these finals in Vegas? The... <laughs> See, it's different from most sporting events that you go to. Usually they have one game one week and then, you know, a few days later, like the World Series. So you go for one and you're not there all weekend. Uh, The the spectators are going and when their team is done the first or second day and they don't get to watch them again, Mm -hmm. um, they're spending a lot of money and they're done. And I guess that's that's part of life, but you want to keep them involved as long as you can. So I think they'll probably put a structure in where the teams won't be done the first day. There might be a a second chance game and then a, a third chance game. Really? If you can okay. come back. Okay. I, I don't know how they'll do it, but I, I think they're going to try to give the fans more reason to stick around because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you don't want to spend three thousand dollars and go watch your team right. lose twice and you're done right you on the home. first night or whatever the case may be so so right. then how was it from an entertainment standpoint and this <clears> leads <throat> me into the crowds what did you think um i thought the bull ridings themselves were outstanding mm-hmm. you know i thought they rode a lot of bulls i just thought that from the spectators, you know, if your team didn't win, at least you had you were enjoying what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really good that way. Um, I asked some people that were there about the crowds and how they got into it mm-hmm. uh, with their teams. He said it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he mm-hmm. said they were really rooting their teams on, and some people were just there for the riders. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the team concept seems to be catching on pretty okay. well. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, that wraps up the PBR finals this this last weekend in Vegas. Uh, three days of great competition, um, and in a few weeks it opens up back again, Sam. And then now we're headed to the individual finals, and we'll be talking about there the individual championship, I should say. Um, so we'll be we'll be talking about that, how that looks as we go down the road here a little bit. I want to shift back. You know, we talked last time about the PRCA Buck and Bull of the Year and just what a big honor that is. This isn't Buck and Bull, the finals, Sam, of the NFR. This is the Bucking Bull of the Year. Bayou Bengal. Dalen buys him, starts a campaign, and Pete Carr picks him up, and son of a gun, he's chosen Buck and Bull of the Year. What a great honor. Now, Bayou Bengals, not the only bull that uh, Dalen has owned, Sam, that has made a name for himself. He had a bull, Roman, 
who went to the PBR finals two times. And if I'm not mistaken, Dalen was 16 when he took that and he took the bull, right? And he was behind and he was the bull man for both those finals. Am I correct in that? Uh, yes. Yes, he was. Dalen's always had a love for bulls and uh, he, he, he's got outstanding judgment, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we watched Roman be bucked at the sale as a calf, he they they videoed it and sold him the next day, and he was saving his money just for that bull. Okay, and it worked out. Okay, and and where did he come from? What sale did he go through? What's the breeding? Why did this bull catch his attention? Um, he had a lot of kick. He he had a lot of color. He's a very pretty muscled up bull and he was just young when he bought him Mm -hmm. um the bull came from carpenter uh they're just bull breeders they don't have a rodeo company as far as i know Mm -hmm. um i actually bought a breeding bull from them just for that reason because of the way roman turned out i bought the breeding bull the next year okay but uh he had a lot of kick and a lot of show and uh just caught Dalen's eye, and he wanted him. You bet. And ended up with him, and it came from uh, Texarkana Bucking Bull. So okay, okay. And same place Bayou Bengal came from. Different breeders. Okay. But, uh, okay. The same sale. Okay, okay. And Dalen is 16 years old. He's got enough money to buy a bull. Did they? Was there an issue with him being the one handling the bull at the PBR? I mean, he's 16. He's not. He's a minor. Well. If the PBR uh, stock contractors don't really do much, right, right, except for flank their bulls, then right, get them right. to the event, <laughs> right. Um, but he's up behind so, the bucking shoots, right? He's up shoulder right. to shoulder with with these world champions at this point. No, there there wasn't an issue at all. Okay. Uh, Cody okay. Lambert selected the bull to be there. You thought he was good. Okay. Uh, so, and somebody that had as much knowledge and desire as Dalen had. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't matter. He was going to flank him to be the best he could be. You bet. And no, nobody could have done it any better. And some people could have done it worse, but, uh, yeah, he, he, he knew, knew what he was doing. Yeah. And how many outs did Roman have at these finals and how did he do? Um, the first one he went to, uh, uh, he had two outs in the rank pen, mm-hmm. and which means the hardest ride bulls mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And he got rode once. He did. The first time he'd ever been rode since we had him a whole time. Okay. Nobody's ever rode him, including Dalen's got bucked off him twice. Really? Okay. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, he got. What rode. did what did they mark him for? Do you remember? I think they were like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, okay. He did did well in the round. Uh, yep. Okay. Good. Good. Had the opportunity to see him. This was a few years ago down in Tennessee at the Zebra Finals. Um, you hauled him down there and, uh, I got a picture I found the other day of Dalen in a, in a black IFR jacket. This is 
back when he's riding IPRA and and Zebra and all that, he had actually competed there. I think he was that year, Sam, um, he was there in the bareback riding and the bull riding, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he was. Okay, and, I, I got uh, a great picture of him sitting with some young rodeo fans. So kind of a, <laughs> this is where you're headed, my friend. These are going to be your fans. Here you go. It's already started. Now, now I, I want to talk about another rawhide rodeo bull called Monkey Wrench. Now, this bull, this would be the early 2000s, Sam, when you had Monkey Wrench? Yes, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Probably early 2000s yeah and talk a little bit about where you found this bull we talk about breeding programs and born to buck programs where'd you find monkey wrench well it is uh kind of interesting story i was put on a rodeo in july in ellicottville new york Mm -hmm. and uh this man walked up to me and handed me his business card he says if you ever want some bucking bulls give me a call and, you know, here I am doing a rodeo in New York, and I thought, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of Herefords and Angus. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I didn't even, you know, I, I took the card home and put it put it somewhere. Yeah. I didn't throw it out. Yeah. And uh, it was snowing in February. I didn't have nothing to do, and I looked <laughs> and looked, and I found the card. Okay. And I said, well, I gave him a call, and. He said, yeah, I got some up here. Come and I'm still thinking of Herefords and Angus. Right. I didn't even right. take the trailer with me. Oh, wow. Because okay. Okay. I thought this is this is a waste of time, but I didn't have anything <laughs> to do, so let's do it. Yeah. And I walked in that barn. My mouth dropped open. I said, where the heck did you get these things? And lo and behold, he bought a bull or his father bought a bull or something because he liked the look of them from Dave Martin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his name was Bone Crusher that Dave bought at, at a buck and bull sale, was the highest selling bull at the sale. Mm-hmm. And they just bred things to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was humps and horns everywhere. Right. So <laughs> I, I went up, I went, I said, well, I'll bring the trailer. I said, we've, Made a, a deal out of it, and I gave 10 cents over beef price. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. And I started loading the trailers and going home. But now, here it is, February. You got nowhere. You got to feed these animals till right. spring. You right. don't know what you got. I mean, you didn't you know, see anything and, buck. You just bought them based on their look. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you said trailers. How many did you buy that day? I brought two trailer loads that day i probably bought uh probably 30 bulls that day 30 bulls yeah and how many did you leave yeah. behind there was still quite a few there okay 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 <laughs> uh, and all on looks and just just generally athleticism that you could see yeah you know you couldn't tell much they were in small pens and of course they were young yeah. And just scattered everywhere when you walked in there. Okay. You know, trying to get away from you. Okay. Um, okay. But that day I bought two trailer loads and we started uh, in the spring using them. Mm-hmm. And it was better than I could have imagined. Okay. You know, okay. It, okay. it was on the average, 
I paid. I, I, I don't know. Monkey wrench was not in the first two loads. Mm. Uh, but when I figured out with the group of bulls that I bought monkey wrench with, mm-hmm. I paid $440 on the average for those bulls. A piece for uh, the bulls. Wow. Uh, a piece. And no, get it. This was uh, late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so the price of them was uh, definitely a lot cheaper than it is today. Oh, for sure. But, uh, but, but they had no records. They had no outs. You didn't know anything about these bulls other than how they how they looked in the pen. Right. So I figured worst case scenario, I lose 10 cents a a pound on them because we weighed them after mm-hmm. we loaded them okay. to, to see okay. what I owed the guy. Okay. And best case scenario, I, uh, I get something out of there that mm-hmm. bucks and then they'll put on enough weight through when I got them till I get rid of them that, uh, I won't lose any money. I'll probably make a little money. Okay. So, okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, $440 on the average wow. goes to the, PBR finals, the IFR, every monkey wrench, every time they bucked that bull, except for at the PBR finals, when Cody Custard had them mm-hmm. and started to buck off them, and a clown jumped in there because he thought he was on the ground, and and the bull followed the clown and picked Cody right back up. Oh, wow. Oh, he wow. rode him. That's the only time. That they rode that bull at a PBR, mm-hmm. and they rode him quite a bit. He was very rider friendly. Mm-hmm. That they didn't win first on him. Oh, really? Okay. Time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how how he went to finals? He went to the finals. Yep. Okay. He went to the PBR finals. PBR Correct. finals, and wow, went just, to the IFR numerous times, and just you know, kind of a unique looking bull. His horns went backwards mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And uh, just very rider friendly. Okay. You know, had a lot of kick and just turned back right there. Okay. One you wanted to draw out of the pen if you could, if you could choose one. Guaranteed, because they won first on them at every PBR they bucked them at. Absolutely. That, that they rode them at, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not that they bucked them at, but that, that he rode, rode them at. Them at. Okay. The finals. Okay. Yeah. And then um, how did, um, got to ask this, how, did, how do you name a bull monkey wrench? <laughs> your question you're it's as good as mine uh a kid that was working for me at the time he must have had a passion of naming bulls and he named him monkey wrench and i had a red bull that really bucked hard very hard to ride there's mm-hmm. no set pattern he wanted you on the ground and named him flatline flatline he yeah. had a back draft came out of that batch and untouchable i named untouchable because he was so crazy in the back pens and um, there was another one that was a great bull was named wasik after yeah. the people that we bought all these bulls from that was you their bet. last name you bet you bet and, uh, so out of the 30 that you bought how many just went on and did were just made good good or outstanding bucking bulls well, that thirty was in the first right trip. First, I, first I kept trip. going back, <laughs> yeah, and getting more trailer loads and more trailer loads before it was done. Yeah. So, um, there there was like flatline was in the first batch because I just picked out the bigger ones, mm-hmm. you know, when I'd mm-hmm. go back 
and uh, he was rode twice in his life when he was before he got old. Chris Shivers rode him once at the NARC finals, mm-hmm. the first person to ever ride him, mm-hmm. and Clinton Cessna rode him after that. Okay, and uh, that was. The only two guys to ride him in his prime. Now, as he got old, they did start riding him. Uh-huh. But uh, both, you know, Chris Shivers, a PVR legend, and Clinton Cessna, which made the PVR finals plus the IRA world champion. And, you bet. Uh, you bet. Was, but I would say out of, out of those bulls, I had probably half ended up booking being good enough to take and use wow. at the rodeos. Maybe even more than that, maybe three quarters. But really? probably a quarter of them yeah. were just a high elite kind yeah. of bull. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, if hindsight's twenty twenty, if I had known what I know now, you could have went and bought all those cows. He took them to the sale and okay. said he wanted to be done with the okay. crazy bulls. Okay. And uh, okay. he could have bought everything for, and really had a breeding program. For beef price. Wanna, for beef price. For beef price. That's right. what they ended up going to the sale barn. And mm-hmm. and up here, when you put some Bramer in there uh, at the sale barn, the price drops you way bet. off. You it's bet. not like you out bet. west where they bring more. Yep. But, uh, yep. Yeah, yep. it, you could have bought them for pennies on the dollars, what they were really worth. Okay, okay. But well, great story. I was a horse guy, not a bull guy. I know, I get <laughs> it, I get it, man. Uh, but that's pretty big odds, you you picking that that many bulls that went on and, and performed well for you. Um, some upcoming events. Uh, of course, we got the AFR finals coming up here in just a few weeks, uh, Friday, November 10th and 11th. Uh, Friday and Saturday, I should say, in the Garwood Arena in Columbiana, Ohio, south of Youngstown. Uh, if you have an opportunity to go out and check that out, they've got a great website. Of course, the AFR does. You can check out the Garwood Arena. They're online as well. I'll put that all in our listener notes. Um, and then, Sam, i got to push in here. The NFR opens up in Las Vegas on Thursday, December 7th. It runs for 10 days through Saturday, December 16th. Uh, one of the announcers that does a lot up through the Northeast uh, and over the years has done a lot. Roger Mooney is there. They got bullfighters Dusty Tuckness, Cody Webster, Nathan Justice, and Barrowman John Harrison have been chosen. Um, that's coming up. Are you going to the NFR this year, Sam? What are you thinking? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good reason to go with any Mm-hmm. Boys that we mentored aren't going, so uh, mm-hmm. I'll I'll watch it on TV. Watch it on TV, absolutely. And then the IPRA finals. We talked about this last week. Um, four days of rodeo starting January eleventh, twenty twenty four. Of course, in Lazy Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. We got the we talk about technology in rodeo. We got that instant replay review challenge that's going to come in. We talked about last time we were together. So anxious to see that, excited to see that, and um, and then of course we have one other one, which is the first Frontier Circuit Finals in Cowtown, New Jersey. 
also January 11th, 12th, and 13th. A few things to note there, some of the Cowboys that we talk about and we follow in the First Frontier Circuit, which is um, when we talk about circuits, there's regions throughout the United States uh, that the PRCA divides up into, and that gives a cowboy that may live in Pennsylvania the ability to ride close to home or within his region and then each circuit each region has a finals and then the winner of those finals goes to used to be called the dodge national circuit finals uh i know it's got a new name we'll have to get that next time we come together you know what that name is sam open the nfr open nfr open and that's in colorado springs isn't it correct okay okay um yeah, so we talked about Tim Kent. He has gone out to that open a number of times, comes out of Pennsylvania, Clovis Crane, also out of Pennsylvania, number one, number four in the bareback riding, and then in the saddle bronc riding, Clovis Crane again out of Lebanon, Pennsylvania, and our man Raymond Hotstetler, current number four, within reach, Sam, if he has a nice finals, within reach of a First Frontier Circuit Finals Championship. So shifting to the Rawhide Rodeo crew, um, we talk about Raymond, number one in the American Professional Rodeo Association. He's going to be headed to the finals. Number nine in the IPRA standings, he'll be headed in in uh, in January, and he's got a decision to make, doesn't he? He can go the IPRA, the IFR finals, or he goes to the first frontier circuit of the PRCA, but he has to make a choice unless, unless we get him an airplane and uh, try to figure out some pretty fancy things things um what do you hear of raymond what do you think his choice is going to be ifr versus versus first frontier circuit um i'm not sure he's still on the fence and yes airplane doesn't help because (laughs) they're at the same time it doesn't it doesn't work and he he's on the fence as far as i know what he's going to do he's kind of torn uh but if i was predicting you'd probably go to the first front Tier circuit he's should have been a dad new another oh, dad a couple of days ago i see I but see. she still hasn't had it yet okay and okay i think he'll probably stay close to stay home. close to home. but that's that's just me thinking you yeah. know yeah. Uh, he's a very good family man yeah. and i'm so proud of that yep uh, especially because he married my niece so i don't have to whoop on him right not right good. right uh but uh so proud of what he does, and I, I think he'll probably stay to the circuit finals. Okay, uh, okay. But no guarantees. I understand, I understand. Okay. Uh, and then Eli, number three in the APRA, number seven in the IPRA standings. We know he was at the Mid-States finals last time we talked, got kicked after he made his ride, kicked in the, in the, in the, in the head by the Bronc. What are you hearing about Eli? What's he, what's he thinking? He's uh, doing a lot better. He, he's been cleared to drive as of yesterday or the day before when I talked to him. Oh, wow. uh, so he, he's doing better, and I think he'll be back for the IFR. I mm. don't think he'll be back for the AFR. Mm. And, yeah, he he's coming along good, thank, thank God, because it yeah. was pretty pretty bad the people i talked to thought he was not gonna make it you bet so uh, oh wow okay yeah. okay wow yeah. 
Well, pretty yeah. scary watching it, I guess. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers continue to go to him, send him some of that healing energy. Um, Thank you for the people that have. You bet. You bet. Absolutely. Um, and then finally, Colton, what's he up to back home? Where is he? We know he was in Mississippi, won the Slam Fest Open Championship. That was a few weeks ago. What are you hearing? Uh, Colton went last weekend to Florida mm. and competed. Okay. And uh, I think he went to two rodeos. He didn't place in one. He won third at another. And I was kind of surprised when uh, I found out he went. I said, well, who'd you go with? He said, well, I went by myself. And I said, oh, that's a long ways to go by yourself. You know, it's probably, you know, depending on where in Florida, you know, 18, 20 hours. And yep. Wow. No, I think he just wanted to go and keep, keep his focus on where it needs to be. So I'm proud of what he went out there and uh, did well. Okay. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Well, we keep cheering him on, watching from afar. Um, yeah, excited about what he's up to. Does he still have the horses? You bought a bunch of horses he was working. Uh, yes, he sold one. Okay. And uh, he still still has the mothers. He called me. He was on one, and he was so excited. This is a nice colt. And for Colton to call me out of the blue to say that, he must have really been excited <laughs> okay. so okay. yeah he, he said i don't know what his plans are with it but uh he said it's a nice nice horse so you bet he's he's good with a horse really good 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 that's excellent and uh we had talked at one point maybe we maybe we learn a little bit more about the breeding of these horses where he thinks these horses are going to be headed you know whether time to van horses pleasure horses whatever the case may be i know they're all they're all gaming horses i believe all all um, all work horses right yeah they're they're either bred to run mm -hmm. where i bought them from or bred as ranch horses cowboy horses you okay. know more okay roping end and steer wrestling and that aspect but uh yeah the, the they have the good bloodlines and and the one colton was so excited about had uh a mixture he had uh oh fire water breeding which is the girl number four in the world it goes back in a barrel race at the nfr this year uh, she won the college national uh, championship, the Matthews girl. Mm -hmm. It goes back to their stud, which is barrel racing breeding, and uh, has cow work on the other side. So it's got a little bit of mixture in that one, and that's the one he was excited about. You bet. You bet. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, Sam, I think that brings us to an end here, unless you've got anything else you want to report out. No, I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, we do. We do. And I so enjoy these conversations. Uh, I really enjoy your analysis and how you're looking at things. You bring great perspectives to what we're doing. And to our listeners, we hope that you enjoy our podcast as much as Sam and I enjoy doing it. Uh, if you do, please share it with your friends. Help us spread the word. Share it on Facebook. This will be our 39th episode when we put this up. To make your listening easier, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube, <clears throat> Amazon Music. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. And remember, check out the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page and become a member. It is what started this show. 
all the great memories and history that the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page has. Check them out. And we'd like to say thank you, thank you to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast. You can find them at ParasiteSystems.com. We now have, they now have testing that can be conducted in Canada for all of our Canadian listeners. BTC023 to save 50% off your specimen kits as we talked earlier. A very easy process. Get them packed up. Get them in the mail. Get get your results and know exactly what it is that you're uh, aiming for. Um, and Sam, this is Beyond the Shoots. Until next time, this is Doug Simcox. And Sam Swearingen. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Hope everybody has a great day. <laughs>